0: Don't build themselves. What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. I am a Dream Mason, a performance and mindfulness coach. I work with leaders, creators, and innovators, those brave enough to build their dreams. If you're a high performer looking for an edge with a desire to expand your leadership, generate more money, more time, and feel more fulfilled, working with me will support you in making that life a reality. Now, if you haven't already, please support me and this podcast by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes, Google Play, or YouTube. Follow me, Inspirational Alex, on Instagram, and please share this podcast with a friend. What's up, and welcome back to the Dream Mason Podcast. I am your host, Alex Terranova. Today I have, I want to, we're friends. I want to say we're friends. You've known me for a really long time, wow. uh, since, high, since since I was in high school, actually, I think. High school, college, maybe. For You're, sure. Uh, for
1: sure.
0: Um, so it's cool, to. I, I love when I, when I get to bring people on to the podcast that are friends that have known me a long time. I think the reason, like, we, we have a mutual, a really close mutual friend. Um, which always keeps us in contact, even though we're not always connecting with each other. Um, But it's really cool to have you on here. Uh, I'm excited to introduce you to my audience and let you share what you're up to. So our guest today is Greville Henwood. Greville is the founder and president of Groovy Kids Yoga. And you're going to learn more about what this is. But basically, you have been in the yoga profession for 21 years. You have taught yoga worldwide in at least 20 countries you have dvds that have been sold in 35 countries you've done over 157 yoga trainings over 1400 people 14 years in this business this specific area of business that's a lot man i thought i did a
1: lot of yoga but (laughs) how are you doing i'm glad you're here yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks. And thanks for having me. Look, I got so excited. I just pulled my thing out. Um, I'm doing really well. And the thing that, you know, we had, we had had a uh, chat the other day. All right, let me put this in it's technol- technology or the better people, of me.
0: people that are okay. watching
1: can't see this, but yeah. He's <laughs> okay. Everybody. Good. You're back. Okay. So, um, yeah, uh, when you put it all in, you know, kind of one sentence like that, it is a lot. Um, and I, It's only been recently that I've kind of owned that, you know, that it is, I I am in my second decade of business. Like I actually can talk in fancy (laughs) truths like that. Um, But, you know, the thing that nothing, I was really going over this last couple of days, the, the thing that, you know, it's a drop in a bucket every moment. It's a drop in a bucket. And you just, if you can have the approach of whatever you're doing that, might take a really long time but that the timing of it isn't important the doing of it is you know then i think uh then it becomes all about the journey and that that's the golden chalice right i love it's that the I, I, love, I, love, I love that you
0: just when you i mean it puts it into perspective right a drop in a bucket you yeah. know has you know i'm four years basically or in my fourth year of my business and it's, and it, to your point, it never, it doesn't feel like it's happening fast enough, right? It's saying, you know, yeah of course, it to be of course. Or, quote unquote should be, but yeah. to your point, it is, it's like, there's a, there's a, the bucket is four years is nothing, you know, it's, it's not, <laughs> hopefully it's not even, you know, a, a, a piece of my life. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's every one of those drops, everything I do matters. So, and with you, you've been at this, like I said, 21 years and it didn't start with groovy kids. So what's your, like, what's your evolution? What's your hero's journey? I'm going uh, to say that again. What's your evolution? What's your hero's journey? Like, how did you become, how did we get here to groovy kids? What is groovy kids and how do we
1: get here? Answer Yeah. Those. So, um, what is groovy kids? Groovy kids in the yoga world is an expression of, A central theme which is a philosophy or a perception a choice and that choice is that every kid is groovy so what that means is that whoever is in front of you doing yoga you don't make them right or wrong or good or bad at it and you don't get them to compete you you don't get them to try to be better than they were yesterday because there is no yesterday when you're trying to be present So, you know, there's some things that just kind of happen by themselves in the yoga world and they always rang bells for me. Um, probably the start of this particular journey would have been around about four or five when I was learning how to talk, um, and learning what the world was for. And I had a really super cool mom who, um, really encouraged me to use my imagination and, um, gave me unlimited belief, you know, um, just sort of you, I remember as early as I can think of <coughs> that she said, perception is in the eye of the beholder. And, you know, one thing kind of led to another. And when I started to see actors on television, it was very specifically the pink Panther <laughs> who were playing roles mm-hmm. and seemed to be getting paid for, or, you know, I used to think like right about the age of seven, like I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to, do the role of me whatever that is and that kind of just snowballed all the way up until when i was 18 i had a very pivotal experience Uh, when i was 14 i auditioned for and was accepted into the national youth theater which was a really big deal at the time There was nobody else from my whole like town or city you know it was a big deal um and that gave me, it was very interesting because the, uh, the guy who took us, there was only 100 of us all over the country that particular year. And he said, you know, some of you are here because you're obviously good at acting. Some of you are here because we can absolutely see, we can, you know, help you develop that. And a few of you are here because we just think you're really interesting people. And I remember thinking to myself, <laughs> Because I'd had this wacky, wacky experience in the audition. I thought, I'll bet on one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was super young. So it was a really pivotal experience because I got to live essentially the life of an actor who was working every day in London at the age of 14. Um, and that gave me a lot of self-belief, you know, like, OK, I'm on the right, I'm on the right track. Um, you know, I'll just put in an aside there because it's really funny and is true. Um, this was all part of a philosophical journey for me, which was basically, you know, what, what is life? Why am I here? What am I doing? Like that was always central to my, my thinking in life. So when I was 14, around about that time, I went to the local football stadium uh, where I was born called Ashton Gate, uh, right across from the Grevel Smythe Park, which has nothing to do with my name except that it's Grevel. <laughs> there is another Greville. And I went there, Billy Graham was speaking, right? Billy Graham, do you remember Billy Graham? He mm-hmm. died last year, I think, right? Yeah. And, you know, he just stood up and he just, you know, talked and talked. And I was interested in interested in every single philosophy. So to hear, like, this guy, this guy seemed to be the most, like, the one with the most information to share about a very specific version of Jesus Christ, you know? <clears throat> so... I went and I heard it. And when he said, you know, if you want to just give your life to infinite possibility and if you just want to dedicate your life to a spiritual life, you know, you can. All you have to do is just stand up and walk over here. And I did it. (laughs) But it wasn't about giving my life to Jesus. It was about stepping into myself. So that was another really pivotal moment of keep going on this track. And then when I was 18, I actually did get to play Jesus Christ Superstar and (laughs) play Jesus. Yeah, okay. uh, you know, in front of a thousand people. I mean, it was a pretty cool thing. And that was sort of the culmination of, I want to be an actor to find out who I am. And then I did a role that said, well, you can believe this or not, but it's entirely up to you. It's entirely up to you. You can believe whatever the hell you want. That you could be imbued with this spirit and, you know, yeah, this spirit. Um, so all of that then led me to think like, I got to get out of here. I got to leave England it's a glass ceiling. People won't, you know. If, if I start, if I start asking, I mean, what am I asking for? Uh, am I? Is my life path of philosophers? You know, how would you get paid for that? <laughs> like that doesn't sound cool. <laughs> and you get shot, <laughs> especially in America. <laughs> John Lennon, you know, Gandhi, like Martin Luther King. You can think of philosophers do end up. Then when I arrived here, it really took me. It took me a long time. I started dabbling in acting, and I said, "Oh man, that's not at all what I want to do. like that version, that's not at all what I had in mind. Um, and over the years, I created an education program to train teachers to teach kids yoga, and you were doing't you, do, you, you, you were doing yoga this whole time. like when did you start doing yoga? Yeah, it? I actually discovered yoga physically when I was eighteen. I was living in okay. Paris. And there was these three guys that I lived with and spent a lot of time with. And every day as part of their college, the the Marcel Marceau Mime School, they had to do like three and a half hours of yoga because the master Marceau felt like it was the best combination of being able to control your body, your instrument, you know, to a really fine degree. So um, up until then, I just thought it was meditation and sitting down and thinking about who are you, like literally that philosophy that I already touched on. So I was surprised that it was a physical practice, but really, it really thrilled about it because there was no, you didn't need anything. You just needed a mat. If you didn't have a mat, you could just do it on the floor. And you had to know some poses, but then you could pretty much do it yourself. And the point seemed to be to get your physical body steady enough and still enough that you could just lie down and sort of have. I mean, in, in in some ways, a similar experience in your brain, like chemical changes in the brain, you know, and ultimately, um, science has proven, in fact, that that actually is what happens. <laughs> that actually is what happens. There's a reason that you feel you just took LSD, and that's because you just literally walked into a different part of your brain that you don't usually discover until somebody sort of tells you it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're like, wow. <laughs> um, so I came here and I started running a hostel for backpackers. You know, I was an illegal alien. So you really have to learn, live in the present moment. You know, you can't really make plans. Well, first I got to get legal. Like, how do I do that? At some point I'm going to marry. I'm a good looking guy, nice accent. You know, There's 28 million beautiful women here. I'm bound to attract one of them. <laughs> so I just figured in the normal course of life that would happen. And that is what happened in the normal of life and all along i was still thinking like what i want to do hasn't really been invented yet you know what i want to do is sort of first it was to be the actor but then i realized the actor has no control so except over themselves so i thought i want to be the director and then i was like no that's not enough control i want to be the producer all the way up to like five years after i came here i realized i have to be the studio i literally have to be the studio if this is the role I want to have for my life at some point when I'm ready to tell the story of me or to share myself. And it's literally only this year, 2019 that a combination of 157 trainings, um, me having enough balls to fly a filmmaker and actually film myself and then knowing with a super clear ver- vision of what I want to present as myself. And it is ultimately this philosophy of every kid is groovy. The reason that I'm as happy as I am and as carefree as I am and confident as I am is because I keep reminding myself, everybody else I see they're outside the boundary of good and bad or right or wrong. So I don't have in any way to compete with them or judge them. And at that point, you know, it sort of lets you be, let to be present. So that's kind of the story of, of what I do. I mean, what I do is teach a training program based on a philosophy of how you look at those kids. But you know, a really nice thing happened this morning, Alex. Um, so with the groovy kids, as soon as I started listening to my, uh, my 30 hours of material that I filmed for an online training, I realized that I don't just have that, but I literally have a, a Ted talk or two or three in my opening sort of presentation, because I try to put into a context through a kid's eyes what this world is. You know, so first I get everybody to re- remind themselves they're constantly lying to kids. You say things like, um, I'll be right back, or it'll only take a moment. And you know that's not true, but you tell your kid it. I mean, there's so many things that confuse kids, <laughs> and kids yeah. have a, a natural um safety mechanism where they say i think it's like a three strike rule honestly when you're learning to talk it's like okay i can't trust that person anymore and then by association you end up sort of not trusting all the tall people and then you start noticing that they actually lie to each other all the time and they tell you to do one thing and then they do another so what did they really mean so you know you have this really sort of confused life of children And then we add to that in the 21st century, in 2019. You and I are still from a generation where we felt things with our fingers. You know, you had to write with a pen. Um, You didn't take a computer to school unless you were super lucky. Um, Those things are 100% the norm now, you know, smaller and smaller devices, which also means that you're less and less tactile. So there's also sort of, you know, you and I were still part of the human race, and now there's a digital race mm-hmm. who are obviously from the human race, but they're literally born in a time where they won't know anything else except digital and also their way of communication tends to be just these two or just these instead of yeah. the whole body. You know? So in some ways, kid yoga is just super, super more and more important uh, than ever. But most importantly, the way that we see ourselves because – there's going to be less and less jobs in the next five to ten years because there's simply going to be less and less industries, you know. So people who can afford it will want more and more entertainment. And entertainment will sort of bleed over from, you know, forget the TV. That's the, <laughs> that is pretty much obsolete, the way that we grew up with it. You know, that the television now has, I mean, even the telephone, it's barely ever a telephone. It is, in fact an entire entertainment system and connection to the world. Like literally I can do anything on that little cell phone. I can buy anything, so on and so forth right now, which is the crazy thing. So there's a whole sort of different world, but the things that we love, they're all about how it feels. And basically we love to laugh at ourselves we love to laugh at the situations around us. And we love to get together with other people who love to laugh and sort of relieve our stress that way. So um, what's happened now is I've realized some TED Talks or something like that that are literally about, you know, really kids' principles, how to stay young in, a, in, a, in an ancient world or some, in an accelerating world or, you know, something like that. So here's what happened since you and I spoke the last time. Ah, this morning, I get a WhatsApp from a friend in Switzerland um, an art collector and really cool check. And she said, Hey, listen, you know, so I've been on this board of Ted talks here in Zurich for like three years. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're kind of looking now at really interesting people and, uh, you're a really interesting person. And when can you and I sit down and, you know, talk about getting you a TED Talk (laughs) in Zurich. So I'm like, well, that's really funny because I'm sort of doing one, just not a TED Talk, but I'm doing one at a a Swiss yoga conference weekend in May. Um, (coughs) And somebody else had asked me to do it in Dubai. So, you know, really quickly, this sort of new career on the side of basically what I have to offer the world is, look, if if you really want to, Soften up a little bit and have a better time inside of your own head because there's no escape. Um, One thing you can do is remind yourself that sunshine is equally on everyone at the same time. So you might not get it, but you know, you get treated by the light the same, the same way hitler does as mother Teresa does like you're nothing special (laughs) there's something of force at play way (laughs) bigger we just clearly don't understand and we ascribe this value you know i mean it's just absurd you know ultimately every kid is groovy means yeah we're all the same so it's it is quite a quite a juicy philosophy that people could get into but that's literally the story I mean it it began with I have to tell the world or I have to share something for myself and I know I can make money doing it I'm sure I can make money doing it and over the years that now has literally presented itself to me and while it was happening I was going what the it's 53. I tried acting. That was bollocks. I tried writing. I thought that it was too much work. I've tried this. I've tried that. Like, like, wow, (laughs) wow. And finally, it just, you know, bit by bit, I did these 157 trainings. I mean, bit by bit, one by one, literally. Um, So what I've realized now as well is you know, th- like things just, even at this point where I'm on the verge of, shall I get a business loan? Shall I just get a line of credit? Shall I like kind of grown up things, if you like, you know, <laughs> 53. Well, it's amazing. Who's money money use? You're, you're, you're 53. You're talking
0: about whose money do you use? And we started this with talking about how you've already practiced business in, let's just say like at least 35 to 50 different countries with the trainings and the DVDs sold and the amount of people in 14 years and you're like having this, what what I love about it is (laughs) you're an example of somebody who doesn't know how, but is just doing it anyway, which usually there's how many people out there are not knowing how, and then they just are stopped dead in their tracks. They're not producing anything. They're not creating anything. And you're just like, Hey, I'm piecing this together. You're clearly manifesting the things you want. Because you start talking about it and then someone calls you and goes, hey, let's, you know, get you on. Isn't that off. crazy? <laughs> it's, <laughs> that it's, crazy. I,
1: it's not. And it, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, I yeah, think yeah, it's, yeah. Right. It's not crazy. It's kind of annoying. My girlfriend was like, damn, I mean, you know, for that, the last two days, you've been saying that. And now you get, <laughs> now you yeah. get an offer. <laughs> like, so, this is the time. So
0: I'm like what is, what do you think? So I do yoga and I, I know why like I do yoga and I know what it, it gives me, but what do you, from your experience as someone who's doing all this teaching, what do you think that it gives, what do you think it uniquely gives to kids? But then what do you think it gives to people like in general?
1: Well, um, okay. You know, first I can only talk about very specifically, what does it uniquely give to kids? I don't know about anybody else's style of yoga because I only know about Groovy Kids Yoga, and that is absolutely centered in no competition and no judgment. And the moves are based on yoga, but they're not all yoga moves, you know. An adult might look at them and say, I think I did that at a kid's birthday party <laughs> when I was seven, but I don't see how that's yoga, or you know, they may not get it. But I have I'm interested in the patterning of the brain. So what's unique to kids' yoga? is um you know the brain literally grows from movement you literally pattern yourself and you can also literally um heal yourself you can uh hurt yourself i mean basically the mind will do whatever you know whatever you do so the unique thing that i think about groovy kids yoga is it's absolutely based on you're not going to get judged you're not going to get um competed against you absolutely have to be present and that might be really scary for adults because adults will say what you just basically gave the, the room to the kids. But that's what you have to do if you want the children to have a unique experience. Otherwise, they're just going to get told what to do. And that's okay with adults because adults' intellect is developed and they can process that information um, and then literally put it into their bodies. But with a kid, that, that takes a lot longer. So the unique thing that kids' yoga does, I believe. Is stimulates the child's brain in so many different ways, as well as adding breathing practices. Um, certainly, I mean, minimum breathing practices and yoga poses. You know, that's a, like ultimately, that's a really powerful thing. Like, what what do you do? Let's say that you know you've been really nervous about something for like two days. And it it literally the dam just burst. Like, how do you, how how do you feel? I mean, think about something you do with your breath. You know, you do a very natural thing with your breath, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I mean, we have all these things that they're completely natural body responses um, and yoga, at least in a unique way puts them together with movement and says, be conscious about them. You know, not all movements do that. Uh, Not all, you asked me specifically for the unique thing about kids, and that would be what I would say the unique thing is. A, it gives them a chance not to have to be good or bad at something. And B, it really lets them kind of grow and feel it. Um, and then what was the thing with the adults you said well i'm curious to follow if we can go let's talk
0: let's go a step further with this what are you what are some of the things that you're that are coming back to you from the kids that are practicing this or the kids that are learning or the
1: teachers that you're teaching to teach kids like what are some what are some of the feedback or things you're hearing I'll, i'll tell you the last couple of days the last couple of days um there was some very 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 cool things that happened. So there was a lady in England, um, absolute top of her game, top of her field in what she's in. And she's a colleague of mine. We were both promoted, promoted by the same promoter in Dubai over the last five years. Um, so we've seen each other like four or five times. And at some point she said, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll host you in England next time. So she did. And after the class, her, her kid came to the class her five-year-old child and her two-year-old child came to the class. And so did she, because she, you know, she was, well, the two-year-old, I I don't really know what happened. She'll probably just stay with me and, you know, my daughter will just love you because, you know, she just will. Um, So during the class, you know, as often happens, You know, the five-year-old comes and goes. I do want to do stuff. I don't want to do stuff. The two-and-a-half-year-old just explodes in energy. And eventually, my friend actually had to take her out of the room because she felt like, oh, no, you know, she's really out of control. So that was the Sunday, and she came back in at the end of the class, and, you know, Bonnie, the five-year-old, was just really loving it. And off they went. On the following morning, she came to pick me up, to take me to the airport. And she said, you know, this amazing thing happened and it's, it has to be, it's you grev, it's you. I just want to really give it to you. So my daughter, you know, she has, I see her starting to develop food issues like I had, cause I, I had them when I was five and I see her kind of touching the food and she kind of hides the food sometimes, you know, so I know that she's developing what could be, you know, something not good for her. Um, and it's always hard to get her to eat. And so what I usually do is I put it on a plate and then I go and feed the two-year-old. And by the time I come back, now I got a bit more energy to cajole Bonnie into finishing hers. And she said, so I came back and it was all gone. And Bonnie said, I want to go to bed now, mommy. I'm really tired. I'm really tired. I'm really happy. I'm really happy because I went to yoga with Breville. <laughs> and so Bonnie goes to bed and the the. Like her eating disorder dissolved after one of my yoga classes <laughs> because she was just so in the moment that she forgot she, she forgot anything other than I need to fuel my body, I'm super hungry. So that was a really sweet thing that I heard. And, you know, I mean, that's a big thing for a, for a mom. And then just yesterday, uh, some teachers who took my last training, they sent me pictures of their kids. And they're like, my kid hasn't stopped doing handstands against the wall since he took your class. (laughs) So I know that, you know, it has this lovely ripple effect, um, a lovely ripple effect. And that's the point. I mean, the point I'm trying to make is don't make it to the teachers. Don't make it be about you, because otherwise the kids got no reason to come back. Make it be about the kids, and you just open a super powerful field of, possibility and energy that you'll you will be part of you know but it's that's the sort of oh my god there's going to be so much energy that was me i was so scared of teaching kids (laughs) so afraid
0: you know because they'll
1: say anything do anything
0: so it has this impact on kids clearly not just from it's almost you know my guess is your joy is just contagious too but you you lock you in a room with all these kids and it's like right. you're feeding don't off lock. them.
1: don't lock. Oh, my God. It's, it's <laughs> it's no, no lock.
0: For There's no <laughs> lock. It's safety. This is like you're doing yoga. This is fine. Um, but it's like you put all these kids, their their energy and vibe probably feeds off you and you feed off them. Um, what, what do you see? Like, what's the goal of Groovy Kids? Where do you see this going, you know, in, you know, the next five or ten years?
1: So, the goal of Groovy Kids ultimately is to deliver my philosophy in a much broader way. Um, so, what Groovy Kids has done so far is educate, educate, educate using multimedia. Um, to get people to make realizations as opposed to I'm going to teach you something, shut up and listen. You know, it's much more like I show them behavior. I get them to play games that I design and they show me behavior and then I'll just reflect back. And because I find that we are our own best teachers, you know, Uh, my favorite teachers are always like, here's a mirror. What do you think? (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'm not separate to you. Um, What was your question? where where are you where are we going with this where's groovy kids going and like what's what's the goal for you what what groovy kids has always been about is delivering my philosophy and it was only you know i used to i i have these seven keys to a successful kids yoga class which are really seven keys to a successful life you know i mean why would a good yoga class be any different than life you want to you want to you want to share those what are those seven keys no no you have to take but the first one (laughs) The first one used to be safe space physically, psychologically, and emotionally. The child has to feel safe physically. They have to feel safe emotionally, meaning you're not going to make them feel better or worse than someone else. And they have to feel safe, um, you know, uh, in in their mind. Um, And so I changed that about three years ago to every kid is groovy, the sun shines equally on everyone, because that's exactly what it is you know, that safe space is a result of those children knowing that the adults aren't going to be going, well, you know, today you just didn't bring it, did you? And then they go home disappointed because actually they did, you know, or whatever, who knows? Um, Maybe they can't afford to eat. You just, you, you have no idea what the story is when someone comes to you. So where are we going with this is I've now created a delivery method for a training. And what I realize is that it's, My goal my whole life has been to make moving pictures, to make stories, to make movies, and uh, just to make thousands of them, just to make them all the time, (laughs) and um, about anything that I really care about, and I've realized now. I now have the distribution. I don't yet. Ha- I don't yet necessarily have the audience, but I clearly do in some parts because you know they're literally asking me. So I've always wanted to say, how do I take this out of yoga? Because it's not exclusive to yoga. Every kid is groovy means the kid with no legs who can not come to your yoga class. You know, it's like it's everybody. Every kid is groovy. It's it's. Every, there's no asterisk. Like not that one. <laughs> Every kid is groovy and none <laughs> more than that. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm really only suggesting that people do it in a kid's yoga class because that's my area of expertise. But it does appear now that people are starting to think, well, you know, actually you do have some expertise because you're able to um, stay a child clearly. And get, you know, get joy from, I mean, just the mad things, you know, the little things, just anything you get, you watch a bee and you're, you're just like, man, that's life right there. Like, I'm part of that. You know, you watch just I mean, because that's the truth of it, or you're with your girl and you just have a really powerful feeling in your heart or whatever it is, you know, you see, you see a bird dead on the road and you have an emotional reaction. I mean, we're just all these emotions And yoga has proven to me to be a really powerful way to help ride those. I I learned to ride them a long time before I discovered yoga. Yoga just gave a vocabulary to it, you know. Um, So where Groovy Kids is going is it's going to put me doing TED Talks and, you know, corporate gigs and stadiums and whatever, television shows. I mean, and I'll own it all. All of it, all of it. I'll own it all. I'm talking about like 10 years from now, you know. But that's my whole goal is the only place they are going to get it is from me. And I can do that now, you know. Steven Spielberg had to have somebody to show his movies. Now he has Netflix and he has all these other things. Like literally I have all the same things that he does now. It's, it's astonishing what, what technology is giving you. And if you can use it or delegate people who know. You know, I can't, I can't shoot myself, but I know this killer cameraman who's done it before and he, he'll do it again. He's a top pro. I know what I'll get. So, you know, I can delegate. So yeah, that's where groovy kids is going. How do you, how do you
0: keep your mindset, your attitude, like everything that you've shared, right? You're still human. You have moments where, you know, you know, I don't know how often they show up for you where you're like, I don't want to, I don't feel like it. This is... You said it with the writing, writing is too hard. You know, when, when, but how do you kind of your, your mindset positive, your childlike being, um, you know, eye on the prize and, and keep yourself focused on the, Hey, everyone, it's not just every kid is groovy. Every, every kid becomes an adult who's groovy. How do you stay? Thank you. How do you stay in that place for you?
1: Well spotted. <laughs> um, Well, you know, again, I mean, I, I stay in that place because I learned at a very early age that it was possible to think like that. And then I set out to think like that my whole life. And I have thought like that my whole life. So how I do it is how I just keep doing it all the time. And, you know, that's like, then you get tests, right? Somebody, it can be something as Something I was like, whatever. I see the president on television, he says to California, screw you. You're not getting any more money. In fact, give us the money back, Um, as if that's a paragon of of virtue there, um, financial virtue. And so that could trigger me, and then I could go into like, oh, uh, uh," whether it's a political belief, um, blaming one person for it, uh, whatever it is. It's all a distraction from why am I here? What am I doing? You know, who's in charge of me? I had this friend um, and he he was, he's dead now, but he was a movie director, um, a Formula One car racing driver, a pilot, a violinist. And he also wrote the highest grossing movie of all time at one point in history. So really interesting guy. And one time he called me up and he's like, how you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm bored. And he gave me this stern lecture (laughs) on who the hell's the entertainment director in your head. What do you mean you're bored? Find that guy and fire him. Bored? You don't got time to be bored. This is life. You know, it was a really cool reminder of like, yeah, yeah, who's in charge? You know, it's always that. I mean, the question of what am I doing here is who's in charge? What am I? What do I have access to? You know, if I really am just a wave, how do I best just be in the ocean and enjoy the shit out of that? (laughs) You know, I constantly remind myself that there's a planet out there, 5,000 light years away, and I know that that may not exist anymore, but I'm still seeing its light, right? It may have actually just been destroyed by now or blown up by now because that's the nature of time and light. So why isn't it possible that there's another, you know, whatever, universe, galaxy, whatever it is, looking at our little planet seeing our light and we don't exist anymore i mean you know what is existence that's the point that's the point in the end and i yeah so every kid is groovy and groovy kids is literally about you know in the end in the end you have to ask those questions in the end you have to at some point you know like you don't nobody gets a free ride and i guess Uh, groovy kids every kid is groovy doing business ads groovy kids yoga now it's like a groovy productions um as well it you know yeah it has to be about you know i mean you can hide under a rock sure but you're you know you're gonna have access to everything you might as well have access to everything do you remember that movie the secret or whatever it was a book or something Yeah, of course you know So many, many, many years ago, I used to read this Tibetan author. I was about 18. And um, I had just, you know, finished Jesus Christ Superstar, and I was living in Paris. So I did a lot of reading of English books, and I found this great little bookstore. And these were, like, written in the 60s. Um, And in it, you know, he was basically saying, the secret is that there is no secret you know you are one with everything no matter how much you try to deny it so however much pain you're going through that's how much you're denying that you're part of this oneness to that degree Um, and you know since you literally can do anything instead of just wanting you know a nicer car and all that horse shit why don't you just fucking wake up the human race Why, you know, like, why not? Okay, why don't we all be as one now? I've heard it's possible. (laughs) So, you know, like, ultimately, that's what I'm being driven by, you know. What are we here for? And it's sure shit ain't to get rich or to get earthly possessions because, you know, I mean, you know, you don't take anything with you, right? Wait, what? You don't take it with <laughs> can't
0: kidding. take a thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> <totally> kidding. <laughs> I'm, wait a minute. What? You can't take things with you. I thought that's why they put you in a box. It's like a shipping container. I thought that was what they. you're putting your. Uh, so exactly that. Like. Uh, they put you in a box, <laughs> of the best things, and then you get shipped to heaven. <laughs> that's actually a really fun. That's actually a really fun. Yeah, um, yeah
1: you got me really good too. <laughs> you know,
0: what? it's. Uh, I, um, I don't think I've ever, I had an experience the other day. Um, my, my girlfriend owns a ranch and I was doing some work on this podcast actually. And she was out like feeding her horses and I get a, she texts me and says, Hey, are you like, what are you doing? Are you busy? I need your help. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? She says one of her cows died or her calves. No, she just mm-hmm. has them there. It's like part of her ranch. Mm-hmm. And, um, these calves are like the cutest, these, the cutest thing, these like cows that just run around, right? They don't have any, they really don't have any purpose. They're not doing anything. And um, one of them had died. And and we went out there and um, we're standing there and I'm looking at this calf lying on the ground. And it's big. It's like 300 pounds, right? It's I mean, it's a cow, but it's, it's still a, it's, it's a small cow though and it was the first time you know i've seen human beings in boxes you know at a mm. funeral i've seen them in the ground or in a wall but not like a freshly yeah dead being right like like i've never i've never yeah. been the person who was in the room with the person that died or something like that yeah and yeah. um it was weird, right? Like I didn't know this cow. We didn't have a relationship. We weren't, we didn't go back or I don't have stories to tell, but I, but, and as I reflect on it and listen, to I, you, your father once.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I was,
0: saying, as I listen to you, I'm like really present to, you know, that cow the night before we fed that cow, like that cow was, mm. was actually like being a little weird the night before we knew something was wrong, but, mm. um, but, and then the next moment it was gone and that thing that was lying on the ground was as empty and lifeless as the dirt yeah. that it was lying on top of yeah um, yeah yeah but listening to you makes me you know it just brings me to that idea that you know we do that cow's going back to the earth that cow <laughs> was the earth um and that we're actually no different the only difference between us and the cow is that we actually have a consciousness that allows us to express ourselves and and share that
1: expression with other you know with other beings like us. Um, well, so, uh, there I would actually disagree with you because um, science is starting to show now that actually the cow has that too. So it, the cow literally has that too,
0: but it doesn't um, have a podcast or a cell phone or the ability to text message. Uh, but
1: it's for other
0: cows and
1: won't. But yeah, I mean, in a cowy world. But whatever a podcast is in a cow's world, I mean, yeah.
0: Oh, I believe, I, I totally, uh, I'm with you. Like the cows, uh, you know, those cows that are in that pen with the one that passed away clearly recognized something was different. Yeah, they, were, yeah. they were being yeah. super yeah. not acting the way they normally do. Yeah. And so, no, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't mean no. it like that. I more mean like yeah. we, you know, our consciousness allows us to write a book. To create a
1: podcast, yeah. To, yeah. To, be, yeah. to be a creator
0: yeah. where a cow's podcast yeah. or sorry, a cow's
1: um, It's just a little tribe of cows.
0: Yeah, and it's more
1: contained yeah. to their, right. their right. more basic environment. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, literally, you and I can reach the friggin' universe here. Yeah. Right? I mean, if there's an alien from outer space, where else would they be from? Um, passing by, they could literally like pick up this podcast. They'll be like tuning in. I'm not sure. What are they saying? I think they're yeah, explaining
0: right. life. Only, cows. Only, only in America do the aliens also speak English. <laughs> Um, right exactly we'd be like they're not good enough if they don't speak english what kind of um um, so if people there's a couple things one is if people want to know more about groovy kids they want to bring their kids to a groovy kids you know event or their yoga teacher or a teacher and they want to be trained how do they find you reach out to you learn more
1: well, there's the uh basically just leave a message and I'll drop by. <laughs> like it, like in the in the ethos, like
0: just think about Greville and Groovy Kids and you're just gonna show up at the house. <laughs> might not be
1: me, but it might be somebody will reach out to you. No, I mean there's www.groovykidyoga.com. There's a Facebook page slash groovy kids yoga. There's Google search Groovy Kids Yoga. Um there's uh like those are the three most powerful ways that people find things. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I mostly just have my trainings online, but I just started showing uh, uh, some things are happening in Dubai because we're growing in Dubai. In fact, we're growing everywhere now, you know, I've gone around all these places and now I have this online training to give them, to keep them all, you know, like, yeah, more stuff, more, more education, more fun. Um, so WWGroovyKid, W yeah www.groovykidgyoga.com that's the best way awesome. or you i mean you know how to reach me you got my number i'm not going to uh, give my number is 555-1212 you don't know <have> <laughs> <laughs> um <that's great. laughs>
0: you know what though it's but we're laughing but i had somebody on this podcast <laughs> at some point who was like here's my phone number anyone can call me and i was like that's pretty awesome you know, like, I mean, it's not that hard. My phone number's on my website. Yeah. My, my, yeah. My, yeah. My, yeah. Mine, my, mine is too. Um, so <laughs> if you could do yoga, I have two questions. If you could mm. do yoga with one person, who would it be? Anyone, anywhere, who would it be? Um, living or dead? Living or dead. I don't care. Um, and, and, like
1: give them a private, you mean? No, just do yoga with them, like side by side. Oh, I wouldn't. There's nobody you would want to do yoga. Like, no, do, like I've done it for long enough. I don't give a shit about anybody else. Yeah, my <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> That's who I wanted to yoga. Okay. If you were
0: going to give a private yoga lesson to anyone in history, who would it be? Mozart. Nice. And then, yeah. <laughs> is there who's if the, one person who's living that you if you could teach yoga to, who would it be?
1: Wow, one person living that needs yoga. That needs yoga. Um, I would say my mom, since you know, there's bigger right. forces that'll actually make it happen, you know, because I could try to make it happen. Um, it might not happen. Nice. You know, um, I mean so, yeah, I my yeah. mom. Cool. Gravel, thank you. <laughs>
0: Right. <laughs> i I
1: mean
0: you never know what someone's gonna answer p you know there's like yeah. things like i think i wonder what people are gonna answer but you know everybody it's yeah. cool when somebody you know a lot of people you're thinking they're gonna say someone famous or someone that everyone knows <laughs> you never know um yeah. Rebel, thank you so much for uh, for being here on this podcast for doing this with me um you know something that is always consistently reliable about you is like fun and play and joy and just like an exuberant exuberance of life you're like a human you know you're like a human like sparkling water that's like you it's shaken up you take the top off and it's just like and uh so it totally resonates yeah, not, with how you
1: uh, thanks i appreciate you, that most of the
0: time i feel like that yeah you know it totally makes sense why you would be able to be with kids because you you had that gift of not being able to lose that
1: aspect of yourself, mm-hmm. which is pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. Hey, man, thanks for having me on. I mean, it's so it's, th- things are happening so fast, you know, as I sort of see where, where okay, now it's starting to make sense. I am going to make money being myself. And, you know, the things like TED Talks, like that is doable. That's not just pie in the sky. That is doable. I don't have to ask anybody. I'll just wait and they'll ask me. (laughs) Patience, man. Wait long enough, it comes. With enough belief
0: yeah with enough belief and enough uh you take a lot of action you know i think you
1: discount yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. i do i do one of my friends in dubai she was like getting all excited about something that's you know like uh, relatively small compared to the things that i got going on right now um and she was like let's make an action plan and and i was like what make an action plan what you talking about Sign my license. That's the first action plan. Sign my license. <laughs> Sign my license if you want to use my name. How about that for an action plan? And I like, you know, I'm like you have to be the business guy as well. But it's interesting that you said, uh, you know, basically I don't have any training for it, and I don't really. But it is sort of obvious that you know you have to own yourself if you want to be yourself.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dream Mason Podcast. Please subscribe to the Dream Mason Podcast so you don't miss an episode. Share it with a friend and give us a review on iTunes. I am grateful to have had you here. If you want more, you can follow or reach out to me, Alex Terranova, on Instagram at inspirationalalex or at thedreammason.com or email me at Alex at thedreammason.com. And remember, you are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves. <laughs>